Tessa Podcast, episode 10. 10 years in the making. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's been a long time. It's been 10 years since we've done it. 10 long years. And it is I, it is I, the heartbreak kid, Big Daddy Cool KJ Johnson, alongside, <laughs> alongside, Oh, yeah. Alongside, he oozes machismo. He is the bad guy. I don't have any other nicknames from the time period. Let's see. Let's see. Hang on. Hang on. Hang on. He is the king. The Burger King. (laughs) Yeah. What are you? It's just John. It's just Just John. John. (laughs) Love how you're both Shawn Michael and fucking Diesel in that. (laughs) As well. And you are Razor Ramon and Jerry the King Waller, circa 1994. How's it going, man? That's a good pair. (laughs) A natural fit. Could have been tag champs. Could have been tag champs. That's all Uh, I'm saying. I'm doing good, buddy. How are you? Beautiful. Beautiful. Ready to start this old here podcast? Double digits? Double digits. Digits. Mm-hmm. They said it couldn't be done. They said that we didn't have it in us. No, nope. ten episodes in, and I am super excited for this. Oh yes, yes, I'm super ready for this one because it is rock bottom, rock bottom, the bottom of the rock. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. We've had a lot of time to do some digging, to do some research, doing our short hiatus. Uh-huh. Yeah, uh-huh. right. <laughs> <laughs> Like two weeks, but we're back. We're yeah, back. We're back, we're and back. we're better than ever. Back to feed you filthy animals. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> Damn straight. Damn hippie skippy. Let's talk about the raw before rock bottom. Let's talk about the raw leading up to rock bottom. I want to yeah. get your general blanket feelings about how you felt about this episode deep deep in attitude era nostalgia how did it hit you i feel like this was the part of the attitude era before it got like very cartoony Mm. and very like weird Mm. because i feel like a lot of people remember the attitude era as the piece of shit version <laughs> that we like that we grew up watching when we like were mm-hmm. old enough yes but this was this was fucking this was dope all the theme songs were amazing yep. the matches were were great the mm-hmm. storylines you know they were a bit whatever a bit 2000s mm-hmm. but overall mm-hmm. fucking dope the debut of michael cole yes you know yeah. who, who would have thought yeah. yeah 20 plus years later we would still be <laughs> Still have still this have to deal with Michael Cole, <laughs> but he was he was entertaining on this episode mm-hmm. with uh with uh the king. Yes, yes, indeed. And we had the we had the show night storyline of mm-hmm. the outlaws turning corporate. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, and to let you, to let you know how two thousand it is, all you had to do was wear a blazer. <laughs> 
a blazer and a tie, and you were the most corporate person. Yeah. That was it. It was Road Dog Esquire, Badass Billy Ink. <laughs> I didn't like that one. Mm. I didn't like the Billy Ink. Yeah, 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 yeah. But whatever. There you go. They had to uh, defend their tag team championships mm -hmm. against, uh, it was X-Pac and Triple H, and then it was a big old swerve. Oh, yes, the outlaws were not corporate at all. They did a swerve on Commissioner Shawn Michaels. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> How did you feel about that one? It was fucking dope, man. Shawn whole, Michaels. Like, but I, I enjoyed, too, the promo, mm. like, the, the first promo they did. Yes. Um, Where Shawn Michaels basically telling Triple H, like, hey, I'm, I'm co-founder of... <laughs> Of, of dx and you know mm -hmm. he's talking this like just big shit like yeah. his, poking yeah. his chest out and yeah. all that shit like he was he was laying it in on them so then when the swerve happened it was just Beautiful. so cool to just see him get fucking egg on his face you as are. they say it's great yeah. stuff yes we had the main event of austin and mankind taking on the rock and the undertaker yeah that was fantastic what a stacked show it <laughs> truly was a again stacked show. i'm not sure if if it's nostalgia if back then people were looking at it and being like yo this is a stack yeah. fucking because i was like i was watching and it was just you know potential hall of famer after potential hall of famer after potential like back to fucking back yeah. like it was crazy yes and of course it was the go home it's the <laughs> Sorry, just a little, a little disturbance the go -home in the background. Episode. The go-home episode yep. in which The Undertaker crucifies Stone Cold Steve Austin. Yep. Yes. That famous scene that I think anytime WWE does a video package mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. for anything, you yes. see that, that fucking scene. Yes. He's taken him mind, body, and soul. And yep. the only thing left is to bury him alive mm. and that is the main event of rock bottom and sorry but that that also is like for me at least mm. is what i like about like those old school wrestling shows is yeah. that like when they got to like a buried alive match a hell in a cell match it's because they've done everything else to each other mm -hmm, mm -hmm. to get to that point it's not like now that it's like oh you know, it's just we're gonna put you guys in Hell in a Cell. Like Maybe back like, then, like even looking at the video package for Austin and yes. Taker, it's like, yeah, I can see why you would want to bury this yeah. motherfucker alive, yeah. like yeah. <laughs> breaking fucking shit on each other. Like yeah. it was amazing. Yeah, yeah, I mean they've busted each other up with yep. shovels. They've costed each other championship matches. Exactly. You know, this has been going on since SummerSlam of nineteen ninety eight yeah. because the main event was Austin versus The Undertaker yep. for the title in that match. So we've got a good six months of solid builds. We have a new corporate champion. Mm -hmm. We have a brand new contender in Mankind who is now turned face and an epic face at that. There's oh, a yeah. lot going into this show. Yeah. And so, I mean, without further ado, I think we need to get into this mofo. <laughs> I think we need to get into this mofo. We need to dissect this piece of business. Get into this mofo. <laughs> <laughs> and how are we going to do that? We're going to start off with the promo package. I don't think we have a PG fucking... <laughs> All right, fine. Then we're going to start off hot with this motherfucker. <laughs> Play the clip. Need 
of our brother. The end is near. He will commit his body unto the ground. I will let the entire world watch you burn in hell. Earth to earth, I've taken you mind, body, and soul. Ashes to ashes, the only thing left is to bury you alive. Dust to dust, the end is near. They're silent, they're alive. The death is WWF Rock Bottom in your house. It's time for the numbers, John. <laughs> your favorite part of the episode. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Go for it. It's time for us to really build our, our, our world here. Okay, we're talking December 13th, 1998. Okay, December 13th, 1998! <laughs> Two years before my third birthday. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and let's let's talk about it, all right? Listen, for me, I've been I've been really getting into the Attitude Era, okay? okay. I have been I've been watching the Raws, I've watched Rock Bottom, I've played WWF Attitude. <laughs> Just full-blown attitude arrow mode. All attitude all the time, okay? And this is what it's all about. It's time for the numbers, okay? Rock bottom coming to you December 13th, 1998 from the General Motors place in Vancouver, British Columbia. (laughs) Another Canadian show. Oh, man. Support Canada. Seventeen thousand six hundred and seventy-seven have packed the house for a zero point seven eight buy rate. That's right. I'm getting I'm getting decimal numbers now Jesus with two hundred and ninety thousand pay-per-view buys. It is the third lowest pay-per-view of the year, but that is you know we're talking it's about a, WrestleMania, yeah. SummerSlam. They're, they're and firing it's a brand new pay-per-view as well exactly. in Canada. And however, it is up. From last year's in your house, which was Degeneration X, yeah. and that one got a zero point four four buy rate, so approximately one hundred and twenty thousand buys. So, I mean, business is still a booming. Yep, you yep. know, we're almost double. Actually, we're over double the pay per view buy rate. So, let's see how the show fares, Big John. We have Michael Cole and Jerry the King Lawler on the desk, yep. as we said before. Uh, yeah, yeah, and we're kicking it off with The Rock hyping up his very own show, which I think was like a very cool touch to <laughs> add to this whole fucking thing. Absolutely, <laughs> having yeah, like yeah. the corporate guy come out and introduce his own show—that mm-hmm. was pretty. Cool. It was perfect. It, uh, we're going to be changing the In Your House names to In the Rock's House yep. <laughs> with uh, such titles as Rock Solid, Rock and Roll, and of course, Laying the, the Smackdown. Smack. <laughs> I wonder what ever happened to that name. Well, I wonder. I wonder. <laughs> let's let's you know. It's uh, tough to tough to tough to find it nowadays, you know. And uh, listen, before we get started, okay, this pay per view is brought to you by Glover. <laughs> you wanted to talk about this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, obviously, you and I have not played Glover. 
this is a bit before our time yeah right yeah. but i feel like a lot of people maybe some of our listeners because of our breakdown and the age gap may have actually played glover on nintendo 64 at contact us on twitter i legitimately want to know if you played glover on n64 or playstation and what you thought of that game colossal tussle one yes on twitter <laughs> I want to hear from you people. <laughs> yeah, because because the the internet's split right now. So. Some people think it's uh, fucking amazing. Mm -hmm. Some people absolutely fucking hate this game. Yes. Well, at the time period, okay, it was critically acclaimed. Okay, the IGN IGN gave it an eight point three out of ten. No fucking way. Absolutely, Edge magazine. This is for the N sixty four, however. Okay, okay. Okay. The more details to come, but Edge magazine gave it a seven out of ten. So I mean, these are pretty good numbers, right? The 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 fall down here came with the PlayStation One. The okay, PlayStation One's okay. release of this, which you would think, being a better generation console mm -hmm. would produce better results <laughs> as a matter of fact it produced terrible results and that one was critically panned well i think i think too well i'm just guessing here because i've never played the game or anything but maybe when it was in the n64 mm. it was like you know it was a great for that console maybe and then when they moved up to a new console like we're not this isn't the standards we maybe i don't know because People, again, they're both sides of the fence here. So mm, mm. if you are out there and have played this game... You contact us immediately. Let us know. <laughs> <laughs> I want to know your thoughts. I want to know your feelings. Genuinely. We will have a Glover review. <laughs> exactly. Uh, because, John, I have the plot synopsis here for us. Okay? Of so Glover? Of Glover. <laughs> Okay. So if we could uh, if we could cue up the music, please. Like let's get let's get really into this. Okay, here we go. You control a glove named Glover. The main objective is to maneuver a ball towards a goal. After all three stages and a boss is complete, you get a crystal ball that can be restored back to the castle. The story takes place in a fictional land known as Crystal Kingdom, where a wizard rules from his large castle known as the crystal castle which is surrounded by six portals leading into other worlds one day the wizard accidentally mixes the wrong batch of potions in his con in his in his in his cauldron causing a large explosion that turns wizards into a statue and sends his gloves flying one goes what? into the cauldron and burns however the second glove lands peacefully into the world and that my friend is glover that sounds like an ai came up with that <laughs> <laughs> Like, they just put a bunch of random words in an AI and hit enter. Well, I'm like, yeah, this is the plot now. No, I'm afraid not, my friend. That is the synopsis for so Glover. So the gloves are the wizard's... Gloves, yes. Gloves. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And now they're free. And Yes, and, and one became sentient. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Yes, based on my understanding from the Wakapadia. <laughs> 
I'm telling you, the fact that we survived the 2000s mm-hmm. was is amazing. Oh, no need to worry because we're deep in 1998 Jesus. territory with rock bottom, and it is presented by Glover. So let's get into match number one. Oh, I'm looking forward to it. It is Val Venus and the Godfather taking on D'Lo Brown and Mark Henry. Yeah. Val Venus and the Godfather's tag team name. I don't know if it was ever specified, but their tag team name: Supply, Supply and Demand. demand. Yep. <laughs> Love it. Um, before the the, the match even started, Mm -hmm. um, the Godfather came out and was like, hey, Val, I have Mm -hmm. a gift for you since it's almost Christmas. (laughs) And he's like, I'm going to give you some hoes. Yes, (laughs) the perfect gift. And, you know, but it's also long-term storytelling. Is it? Because if you saw the Raw before this... Mm Mm-hmm. He also gave away some hoes. He did. Of course. He's he's a giver, <laughs> Keenan. He a matter gives. of consistency Come for on. the Christmas season. <laughs> of course. Yes, yes. Val Venus says that his peen is like butter on a pancake. They both melt in the hot spot. Well. <laughs> well. Ladies. The big Ladies. <laughs> <laughs> Terry and Jackie are out with D'Lo Brown and Mark Henry. Uh, Terry is pregnant and seems to be looking for a baby daddy, it seems. Mm-hmm. Uh, this normal stuff, normal stuff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's D'Lo <laughs> and Valvina's kicking us off with some good wrestling action. Mm-hmm. You know, easy, easy going. Uh, Spinebuster by Valvina's to D'Lo Brown and uh, the Godfather gets tagged in, uh, gets the advantage and uh, loud D'Lo sucks chance. No, 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 no. I think they were saying D'Lo rocks. No. No, no I'm no, pretty I'm, I'm sure. I'm afraid it was D'Lo Are sucks. you sure? Yes. Okay, I'll, yes. I'll, I'll have to check the tapes. I'll okay, well, that. you go back and check that. Meanwhile, <laughs> Mark Henry is going to get tagged in, and it's a power slam by Mark Henry. I love him. Oh, uh, you mean sexual chocolate. Yes. Uh, you pardon mean me. sexual? Pardon me. Get sexual his chocolate. name right. Will do. Will do. Uh... <laughs> Sexual chocolate. I like the dynamic between D'Lo and Mark Henry because Mark Henry is extremely, extremely green. Like, green as mm-hmm. goose shit right now. Mm-hmm. But he's used quite sparingly. And whenever D'Lo Brown tags in Mark Henry, the dynamic of the match changes every time. And I like that. Yeah, no, they, they were a fun, like, again, re-watching the Attitude Era. Mm-hmm. They were a fun, fun tag team. Yeah, they were a great tag team. So tag into Val Venus. Uh, D'Lo Brown aids Mark Henry with a big splash in the corner. Uh, the uh, uh, D'Lo Brown gets tagged back in once again, and it's a frog splash, a.k.a. the sky high, but it misses. Suplex by Val Venus and uh, Father uh, to to Mark, Mark Henry. Henry. Yeah, 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 the double suplex there. Uh, then, uh, so I'm I'm skipping a little bit ahead here because the hoes and PMS start arguing on the outside. Yes, mm-hmm. well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then Jackie Jacqueline slides in and pantses and slaps the ever loving bejesus <laughs> out of Val Venus. which yeah. is enough for Mark Henry to take control, get the big splash, and a win. For D'Lo and Henry. Yeah, this whole match plus segment mm-hmm. were fucking wild. Yeah. <laughs> like, the whole time, I'm, I'm like, this is the opening match to a pay-per-view. Yes. Like, this was this was crazy. Like, Val Venus coming out and talking about his, his peen. Yeah. Um, yeah. Godfather trying to give his holes away. Yeah. You know, the match was decent. It was a it was a good match, but then the the 
afterwards with <laughs> with the hoes arguing with with uh, PMS. Yeah. And then D'Lo and Godfather trying to break it up. <laughs> and then Val Venus somehow getting pants. I'm like, this is a wild way to start off your paper. a lot of stuff happening. A lot of stuff happening. But I, I do want to ask, how do you feel about this kind of structure as an opening match? Because, like, last month we, okay. had the, we had the Survivor Series, which was the Deadly Games tournament. So yeah. Not yeah. your traditional way of starting things off, you yeah. know? But this is, like, your full-on bread and butter as with capital carnage we've had like some pure opening matchups mm-hmm. how do you feel about these opening matchups as to say you know current day where you might get like a shinsuke versus Sami Zayn that go 20 minutes on a smackdown yeah. well uh for me at least that's how i prefer my my wrestling shows with like the opening match being like the actual like really good wrestling mm-hmm. match type of thing like you get your shinsuke's versus sammy's yeah. or ricochet you know like the cruiserweights come yes, out and do the their cruiserweights thing. Yeah. in wcw is a perfect example exactly yes. so I, li- I i like when 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 a show opens like that but i'm i'm not against this type of opening every once in a while mm. i wouldn't like it all the time like just starting off with like the wildest shit you can probably <laughs> think of <laughs> I feel like it'll be better for like the middle of the card when you're starting to get a little bit more bored mm-hmm. of of like a little bit more tired. Sorry of the yes. uh, of the pay per view. Yes, but it, it wasn't terrible. Like every now and then when you see it, it's not bad. It's just like I wouldn't want this all the fucking time. <laughs> <laughs> like like this was a wild way to start off. A wild way. All right. Well, we're backstage with Doc Hendricks, who is interviewing Triple H and China. I've always hated that name. Doc? Doc Hendricks. Mm. Yeah. Mm. His original name was better. <laughs> well, that's just me. I don't know. Maybe Doc Hendricks was cool back in the 90s. Oh, no, he wasn't. Never. <laughs> <laughs> no, he wasn't. <laughs> they talk about Shawn Michaels, Commissioner Michaels, who we're going to get in depth a bit later on tonight, uh, and the tag team title match, which pits the New Age Outlaws against Ken Shamrock and the Boss Man. This was a terrible promo by Triple H. It was. It was awful. Okay, I thought it was just it was me. Awful. It was a terrible <laughs> fucking promo. By, like, they, everyone in there looked awkward as hell. Yes, yes. He made a joke about Shawn Michaels needing insurance yeah, or some shit. It, well, I one of my least favorite Triple H promos. Triple H during this time especially is doing a lot of like lame promo shit. Yeah. Uh, a lot of like falling falling short of his potential. You know what this reminds me of? Mm. Of the Roman Reigns uh, <laughs> what was that? That one promo he cut where he's like suffering yeah, yeah. reminded me of this shit. It was very much like that. It yeah. really was. Uh, recap of Mankind attacking The Rock on Sunday Night Heat. Uh, mm. The corporate ribs are hurting, according to Jerry yeah. <laughs> Uh Match number two. Oh, and um, basically the, the that whole promo was setting up the mm. fact that if The Rock doesn't compete, Yes. Mankind automatically wins yeah. the, the belt. The world title. It will become and his. All his. <laughs> so, yeah. so 
Vince is, is like, hey, I'm I'm gonna fix this. Yes, yes. I'm gonna he go needs fix, to fix it. Yeah. He needs to fix it. Uh, they they are advising against it. His corporate mm-hmm. team of Patterson and Briscoe, you mm-hmm. know, they're they're saying, oh, don't go do this, Mike Mayan. Just don't don't do this. You don't gotta do this, Mike Mayan. And then they're like, oh, you know, I'll be able to handle it. No, I go. You don't have to. I can get you a cup of coffee. Do you want a cup of coffee and stay in Mike Mayan? And he says, oh yeah, I'll take a cup of coffee. And I like, oh, I'll get you a cup of coffee, Mike. Someone's gonna beat you up. <laughs> I love Gerald Briscoe. <laughs> Match number two: the Headbangers versus the Oddities, specifically Golga and Kurgan. This is all you, because I hate oh, the Oddities. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> like, I, like I'm, I'm all right with the Headbangers. They're, they're decent, but the odd, like, there's something about the, the that whole gimmick where it's like we're so dumb we're smart like yes. i think we've we've talked about the same thing with mm-hmm. um the, the that tag team from the fucking 80s what's it called the one uh, that i hate oh the bushwhackers the bushwhackers yes, like yes. any <laughs> fucking thing like that i just can't stand so mm-hmm. you know the, like i i watched the match but it was just not for me uh fair enough not I, I don't think it's for anybody because the crowd <laughs> the crowd was incredibly quiet <laughs> Like, this was a lower card thing just to get people on the show. The crowd was incredibly quiet for it. Yeah. Okay? Like, I don't think it was for anybody. (laughs) And see, when when this is your second match, I understand making the first one that Val Venus and and Godfather thing. You know? Uh, I mean, I personally, I don't have very many notes on the match. I wanted no to ask should. you, I wanted to ask you, do you know who Golga is? No. Earthquake. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. That's, that's sad. Yeah. Yeah, it's sad. Yeah. What was up with that one guy that had the, 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 the South Park character? That was Golga. That was Golga. Yeah, that Golga was has Cartman. Yeah. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Who Michael Cole specifically calls Cartman? Cartman. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay, so we have Mosh and Kurgan to start. Mm-hmm. Kurgan's only two moves are the fucking sidewalk slam and a big boot. That's all he's got. <laughs> so he hits the sidewalk slam terribly, oh. might I add. Okay, the big boot misses, and then Mosh tags out the Thrasher. Okay, another sidewalk slams shortly thereafter by Kurgan. All he's got. Using his whole playbook. (laughs) Seriously. He tags into Golga. Okay, Golga and the crowd pops for Golga. People like Golga. (laughs) Uh, The elbow, the splash, the leg drop by Golga. The match quality increases, although that's not a very high bar. Uh, Kurgan once again gets a moment, which is very upsetting. A double suplex to Kurgan. The crowd light up a little bit for that, but not too much mm-hmm. because, you know, they just saw it with Mark Henry in a better match. Yeah. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Fair enough. Again, Michael Cole mentioning Cartman over and over again. Yeah. I fucking hate Michael Cole. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, the Golga hot tag, all right, but it's a blind tag to Mosh at Mm. this point. Uh, Golga thinks that he's got everything in hand, but uh, Mosh with a crossbody off the top rope for a quick pinfall victory. The headbangers are victorious. 
Um, after the match, though, I did notice that one of the headbangers wanted to fight a member of the... Yes, <laughs> that was... yes, because the man, as soon as Thrasher rolls out of the ring, yeah. um, the guy in the crowd just pushes him, like just fucks him and pushes him. So Thrasher is like... Ah, gah, 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 yeah, he was trying to go after to go him. For yeah. A fight. yeah, so then the, <laughs> the security has to come take him away, yeah. and that's a very good lesson to everybody, okay? You definitely don't see that too much anymore. Yeah, but yeah. It needs mentioning. Don't touch the goddamn wrestlers, <laughs> especially when the, when it's the headbangers. Yeah, just what listen to their doing? fucking <laughs> names. What do, you, what do you think was gonna happen if you pushed him? What are you doing with your life? Uh, yes, match number three. Let's keep her going. Uh, before the match, we yes. cut to Kevin Kelly. What do we have? And oh, his very Kevin Kelly. gorgeous goatee. Okay. He, has a, <laughs> he just has a stunning, stunning goatee. All right. Um, and he's talking about uh, Stone Cold and how he was um in the arena earlier looking looking at the graveyard. Mm. Yes. He was he was sculpting. Spectate. <laughs> what, what do you call it? He was inspecting. Inspecting. There we go. He was inspecting the graveyard. Mm. Uh, then we cut to Vince and his stooges. Ah, yes. That was the coffee part. Ah! That's when, yeah, yeah. That's when they were like, Forgive me. Yeah. I jumped the gun too early. <laughs> yeah. That's when they were like, Hey, relax. Well, I'm not going to do the accent. <laughs> what about the coffee? <laughs> Yeah, so that was the, the coffee. Yeah. And then we go to match yeah. number three, Owen Hart yes. versus Steve Blackman. Canada's own Owen Hart versus Steve Blackman. Owen Hart with a fudging hero's welcome. Yeah. He's getting a hero's welcome. It's fantastic. Owen Hart is back out of retirement, mm -hmm. temporary and storyline as it may be. The reason that he went into retirement is because he accidentally broke another man's neck again with the same Powell driver maneuver. Okay. Yeah, quote unquote. <laughs> uh, so yeah, he was brought out of retirement because black men just wouldn't leave him be. The anger is too much. And he's also being accused of being the blue blazer. Yeah. Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. I think um was it the king or was it Michael Cole that's like have you ever seen them in the, in the ring? At the <laughs> yeah, same for time? some reason, for some reason Michael Cole is the guy yeah. that seems to be in the in the camp of oh yeah no they can't be the same yeah, person yeah. even though Owen Hart is playing heel that's yeah, yeah, that's yeah. the whole idea but uh, uh like I said hey Cole uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah the whole match is like. Have you ever seen them in the ring yeah, at the same yeah, time? And I'm like, that's the point of never, the fucking never, Well, listen, you've never seen it, okay? <laughs> you prove it. Um, and as soon as Steve Blackman gets in the ring, yes. Owen just starts laying it on him. Indeed, indeed. Mm -hmm. It's a hot start. Mm -hmm. uh, but a spin kick quickly takes down Owen Hart in a clothesline Very over the quickly, top. Yeah. Yes, yes. Uh, a knockdown on the ramp, Blackman taken mm -hmm. out. Uh, Owen Hart, excuse me. Blackman is in control for a little bit, but then a gorgeous insecurity by Steve uh, by Owen, Owen Hart, Hart to yeah. Steve Blackman. Good God, it was sexy. Uh, yes. <laughs> uh, um, going to the top rope does Owen Hart, but uh, Blackman with the foot up and catches Owen Hart off guard. A stiff baseball slide as well by Steve yes. Blackman to Owen yeah. Hart. Owen Hart's head smacking off the. <laughs> Off the floor there. Um, a spin heel kick by Owen Hart out of nowhere. 
I, I like that combo that he did with the atomic drop and yes. then the spinning heel kick. Yeah, I, exactly. I, I really enjoyed that it's one. It's a great start. Yeah. Uh, the excellent back and forth. Nobody yeah. is really maintaining any significant control. No, no. They're having a fantastic match. Owen Hart with a cross body, but it is a roll through with a near fall. Owen is quick with yet another gorgeous Insiguri. So nice. He's playing it twice. Uh, Owen Hart exposes the turnbuckle, yeah. goes for the Irish whip, but it is reversed by Blackman. Owen Hart takes it, stern him first. He's a heart. Hard. That's how they do it. That's <laughs> how they do it. Good Lord. Uh, a drop kick by Steve Blackman to follow that up, but uh, Owen Hart is able to quickly uh, transition into a dragon sleeper. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And then <laughs> and then a DDT shortly thereafter once Blackman gets out. And Owen Hart gives a thumbs up. Just a hearty thumbs up. All right? Like a, be- a beautiful, fantastic. Uh, a horrible, horrible sharpshooter by Steve Blackman. It wasn't that bad. It, it was wasn't awful. That bad. The twist was wrong. The legs were wrapped around incorrectly. Oh, it was just awful. Um, but unfortunately, once Owen Hart gets out of the sharpshooter, he goes mm-hmm. walking up the ramp. There's a little bit of brawling, but Blackman rolls back in. Yeah, he notices the count. count yeah. Out victory for Steve Blackman. I was thoroughly disappointed in that because I freaking loved this match. Listen, you you can't get you can't get your hopes up in the Attitude Era. This is this was me with our last pay per view where like there was so many matches yeah. I enjoyed, <laughs> and they were just like, no, we're not gonna finish this. But I guess it, it, it made sense because Owen's the heel, mm. so but he's also from Canada. Yes. So if he did get the pin, he would get a huge pop, and if yes. you make Steve pin him who's supposed to be the baby face, he was going to get booed. So This is true. This was the only way to do it. I guess. Yeah, I, know. I mean, great match. Listen. Despite the finish, I thoroughly enjoyed it still. Uh, yeah, backstage, Mr. McMahon finds Mankind's office. Yeah. <laughs> which is a little linen closet under the stairs. <laughs> and then you see Vince crouching down yeah. to get into his little small-ass uh, door. Yeah. Yeah, very good. I'm loving this show line story. Yeah, uh, it's very nice. So, so, far. so he's basically try- he's sitting down with mankind, trying to convince mankind yeah. to drop the stipulation of if the Rock doesn't show up, mm. he doesn't get he gets the belt, right? Exactly. So, yes. But they close the door. We don't get we we don't get to hear what's yeah. what's being said. Not yet, because we cut into match number four, which is the job squad of Bob Holly, Al Snow, and two Cold Scorpio yep. versus the Brood. And to be fair, mm-hmm. I love this match. Wow. I love every competitor in this match. Right. Great, great, great fucking match. Excellent, because in the interest of sharing the load, we have to find a new way to introduce <laughs> the segment. All right, fine. <laughs> boom, 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 boom. Sharing the load. <laughs> boom, 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 boom. In the interest of sharing the load, just John, take us through. <laughs> said sharing the load three fucking times. <laughs> First thing before I even start with the match, yeah. I just want to point out I don't think I've ever seen two Cold Scorpio young. Yeah. Every time I see him, he, he somehow gets older. Yeah, he's, a, he's an old-looking dude. He's an old-looking guy. Um, so the job, co- the job squad, yes, they take control right away. Because mm. 
one thing I, I didn't know about the brood is that in this time they were like brand new still. Yes. Like they were like brand spanking new. Indeed. Like yeah, they were in their infancy. Yeah, because um when they would come out with the entrance and spitting blood, I thought that was when they were more established. Mm -hmm. But apparently, like this, that's how they fucking that's how they were when they first started. Yeah. So the job squad they take um they take control of the match at the beginning, um back and forth. It was basically the sidekicks at first. So two yes. cold Scorpio, uh, Bob Holly yes. versus Edge and Christian at mm -hmm. the beginning. Then the leaders Al Snow and Gangrel they get into it, mm -hmm. and I like what they did here because it really made Al Snow and Gangrel feel like the leaders of the match. Right. Like I don't like it's so it's it's amazing how they how they did that because even though this is a mid-card match you can feel like okay when gangrel and al snow came in the ring you could be like okay these are like the top guys <laughs> of the brood and the job squad. yeah like, <laughs> so that was that was super that was that was really dope to see yeah. and like immediately the action picks up right away like fr uh, from the moment that that happened gotcha. um after some back and forth gangrel hits al snow with a with a fucking just sick looking ddt <laughs> like again it, i know it's the the attitude arrow but some of the shots are these that these guys they're stiff they're stiff they're as fuck stiff. it's great stuff. like people complain now about wrestlers being stiff back yeah. then michael cole even mentions ecw at one point because yeah. you have all of these ecw mm -hmm. alums in yeah, there. yeah 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 and they're still doing the whole you know ecw like the king was still yes. like very anti-ecw <laughs> <laughs> so every time Michael Cole mentioned ECW, the king would just be like in disgust. Yes. He would just be like, "Oh, can't believe you just mentioned." <laughs> <laughs> um. So after the brood, uh, they gang up on Al Snow. Um, Edge then comes in and he has a little back and forth with Al Snow. Al Snow hits an enziguri. Uh, Edge puts him in a in a little like ankle ankle lock type of thing. Nice. Uh. Then they both they both tag out. Uh, Al Snow tags in uh, Two Cold Scorpio. Uh, Edge tags in Christian. Mm -hmm. uh, then it's this huge bra. Uh, they they start brawling all over the ring uh, as the ref was distracted with with Al Snow. I will say that I was like really impressed with Two Cold Scorpio during like most of this entire match. Like it was it was quite. I don't know, like, there, there's something, because I didn't enjoy this match by any means necessary. <laughs> I truly didn't. I didn't enjoy this match, quite frankly. But I like the brood, I like Al Snow, I don't care about Bob Holly. But I, I, I find myself, because I've not watched any ECW stuff, so okay. eventually we're going to have to explore ECW. I'm um, totally down for that. Yeah, yeah, we're going to have to explore that at some point. But my thing is that, like, I'm having a little bit of doses with two cold Scorpio, and I am enjoying what I'm saying. That's because he's fucking amazing. Well, even, I even had like, no idea. Yeah, no, even, like, if you watch his GCW stuff now, mm -hmm. that he's an old man, he's still putting out, like, great, great fucking matches. Yes. And even in this match, like, at the at the basically at the end of it, he hits... Uh, Christian with a 360 leg drop. Yeah. That yeah. I, I don't think I've ever is, seen that this is before. Filthy. <laughs> I, I don't think I've ever seen that. Um, but 
Edge anyways. Edge breaks up the pin. Mm-hmm. Uh, Edge then dives to the outside and wipes everyone out. And Christian takes advantage and pins uh, Scorpio for the win. Yeah, with the unprettier, I do believe. Yeah, I think it was. Yeah. I think it, was. it wasn't called the unprettier at the time, <laughs> but yeah. I hate that. That's what. That's the name that stuck. Mm-hmm. The unfucking prettier. Unprettier. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you really enjoyed that match. I love this match, mm-hmm. but that's because I love all of them individually. Mm-hmm. And this, this was a I, to me, this was an awesome match. <laughs> two Sco- two cold scorpion was amazing. Mm-hmm. Bob Holly was was there. Uh, Al Snow was amazing. Edge Christian. Everything, the intros, I loved all everything about this match. I, I, th- I thought it was a perfectly fine six man tie, but it yeah. didn't blow me away. But I, I will say, I was really enjoying the show up to this point. Like, I was having a really great time. So, yeah. so yes, yes. Do we go backstage, John? We go back to Vince and Mankind. Um, and they're still talking. Yeah, they're, they're st- still having a chat. <laughs> and Vince looks insanely un- uncomfortable. Yeah, I love that he's <laughs> sitting on the floor with him yeah. at this point. <laughs> Love it. And he's asking specifically, like, can we not go somewhere else? Can yeah, we yeah. go somewhere else to talk about this? Love it. Um, then it's uh, our fourth match. Fifth. Fifth match. It's Holy our fifth shit. One. We're running yeah, through we're these. We're firing through it, baby. Um, and it's Double J, Jeff yes. Jarrett yes. versus Goldust. It is strip D's match. Yep. So if Goldust wins, mm-hmm. Deborah has to strip. If Jeff Jarrett wins, Goldust has the strength. Yeah, the stakes could not be higher. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And we're going to get into it a little bit further in, but there's a moment that mm. is just fucking amazing. Absolutely. This, it gets into very Memphis wrestling territory, mm-hmm. very Southern wrestling, and I love it. So uh, Jerry Lawler kicks it off first by saying to Michael Cole, have you ever seen a woman strip? You know, one that you didn't have to inflate? <laughs> Fantastic. Fantastic. WWE has this thing where they always have to have one person who's going to get shit on yeah. the whole fucking Yeah, thing. and who better than Michael Cole as far as I'm concerned? <laughs> yep. Who better than that? Um, yes, it's, it's, it's great because Jerry Lawler, who is the, like out and out heel all the time, side with the heel performers every time. He says, but this one match, yeah, this <laughs> one time, Jeff, it won't ruin your career to lose just one. I can't root for Jeff Jarrett in this match. Listen, this was so wild because Jerry was rooting for Goldust. Yes. And you can even, like, when the pinfalls were happening, you could hear yeah. the crowd. <laughs> yeah, every time they're like, oh, whoa! Like, they are so into the near falls. Every Every time Jeff Jarrett would almost get like a near fall, you could just hear the crowd going like, oh my yeah, god, like, no. could this be it? Could it be? Uh, yeah, it's it's awesome because there's there's a cross body at one point that mm-hmm. is rolled through yeah. by Jeff Jarrett and there's a near fall and the crowd is like, oh my god! <laughs> a drop kick by Jeff Jarrett gets a near fall and a big roar. Uh, it's awesome. This is and, the most reactions Jeff Jarrett has ever gotten exactly, in any of his Exactly. <laughs> uh, a sleeper hold by Jeff Jarrett gets locked in, but uh, Goldust is able to reverse it into a back suplex to mm-hmm. a near fall. A curtain call, but the referee is distracted. Mm-hmm. Goldust goes for his classic drop-down uppercut maneuver. I hate that move. Oh, come on. I hate that. Cody classic. does it all the time, it's too. It's vintage. 
not. Oh, it's my terrible. goodness. Wow. Well, the bulldog <laughs> Listen, gets in your You ear hated ball. the job squad. I hate this. I never said it. I hate it. <laughs> All right, the Shattered Dreams is set up. Mm -hmm. Okay, the Shattered Dreams is set up. Deborah comes in to try and distract, but it ends up backfiring as the Mm. Shattered Dreams is hit. But the referee is still distracted in this case. Deborah grabs the guitar, and it is the loudest guitar shot I've ever heard in my life. There's debris everywhere, but Jeff Jarrett is able to uh, come on in and get himself the victory. And you can see the crowd die yeah. inside absolutely like, that crowd that crowd looked like the fucking like undertaker streak <laughs> like they were heartbroken <laughs> i mean wouldn't you be wouldn't you be uh but never fear no, commissioner sir. hbk is here <laughs> mm-hmm. uh he comes out and he tells jeff Jarrett to go to the back yeah great he he great victory go take a shower mm-hmm. you did it um, as soon as Jeff Jarrett leaves, um, he basically tells Deborah, "Hey, you cheated, <laughs> and because you cheated, mm-hmm. I'm reversing the yeah. decision. Not, not I'm gonna restart the match. Yeah. I'm just gonna reverse the decision. <laughs> no, Goldust wins. Yeah, Deborah has to strip absolutely to a huge fucking pop. Yeah, this crowd was horny. Yeah. as hell. Shawn Michaels <laughs> says, "Quit your grinning and drop your linen." <laughs> yeah, and Deborah, who fought the entire match mm-hmm. to ensure that she did not have to strip, had a fucking had a blast. great time. She was, she was taking it. off her her blouse first, and she's like, "Yeah, come on." You know, let me hear it. You know, you <laughs> yeah. want me to drop off my clothes, right? And so, yeah, the crowd is all there for it. Cole says, You go, girlfriend. I hate Michael Cole. <laughs> what was that? I, rem- I remember hearing that, and like my brain was like, Nah, he- there's no way he possibly said that. Yeah, yeah, he did. He did. He, he enjoyed it. Uh, Shawn Michaels takes out a roll of, uh, of money. Yeah. Takes out a $100 bill, I believe. Puts it in between Deborah's breasts. Uh, Deborah awkwardly gives it back. <laughs> like, I am not a prostitute. No, I am I a may be stripper. <laughs> I may be taking my clothes off in front of a crowd, but I am not a stripper. No, so you may have that back, sir. <laughs> go, ta- go talk to the Godfather. Yeah, for, this for is that a subscribe. matter of respect. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so she gets oh. down to her bra and her panties mm. and is willing to take off the bra next. Yeah. Until the Blue Blazer arrives. Yes. Yeah. Because yeah, we go backstage and Jeff Jarrett's looking in horror. Yes. He's freaking out. He's like, out. oh my God, I can't believe they did this. Yeah. And behind him, you just see the blue razor, the blue blazer just (laughs) running out. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. He runs politically correct. Uh, He runs out, puts his uh, his cape. Puts some clothes on her. Yeah. Puts his cape over her as she's about to defrock her her bananas. Uh, Not her bananas. Her her melons. He got the fruits. Her cantaloupes. He got the fruits. Yeah, yes, I did. I did. And that's that. Listen, I was having my banana. Yes, the blazers there. Jeff Jarrett comes back out. They escort Deborah away before we can have the tatas exposed. Yeah. Um, 
I don't find Deborah that attractive. No. But apparently, the, the Vancouver, <laughs> she, she was like a top tier. Yeah. You know. I think the thing is, is that because, like, they have no women on display, okay? <laughs> Sable, as you can tell, nowhere to be seen. No. Since Survivor Series, the women's champion, gone. <laughs> Terry and Jacqueline are both heels. Yes, they're hot, but they're both heels, so yeah. you're not really supposed to enjoy them. Yeah. Deborah seems like a reluctant heel at best because Jeff Jarrett is like this overbearing, overly masculine man, and Deborah is kind of like the damsel in distress, if you will. Yeah. Like the oh, I really want to be a whore, but this guy is telling me no. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like I'm gonna fight to not strip. But yeah, since but you secretly, guys are making me. <laughs> if I have to, right? So she seems like the one that's really like, oh, this is the one that we can yeah. latch our, our horses to. Okay. Right. And then after all that horniness, we go mm. back to, to, to uh, Mankind's office. Yeah, no, <laughs> I want to talk about this. You say what happens, okay? You uh, say what happens, because so it is brief. Yeah, so I just mm -hmm. have Vince leaving the office yes, with a smile on his that's face. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Vince leaves Mankind's office. Yeah. So Mankind is supposed to be in there. Yeah. Mankind leaves leaving the office. Smile on his face. Yeah. He's negotiated a good deal, right? Okay. Okay. Yeah. He's walking down the corridor. And if you look just beyond Vince, it's only for like a little just like a second and a half. I see down the corridor, Mankind and The Rock. Mankind and The Rock Did talking you? to each other. Mankind and The Rock talking to each other with what looks to be about their match. Wait a minute, but Mankind and The Rock are supposed to be fighting. Wait a minute, but Mankind and The Rock are supposed to be good guys and bad guys. Is wrestling not real, John? <laughs> Listen. <laughs> no comment. <laughs> um, I, I did not notice that. Yeah, you need to go back and take a look at that um, because it's for about a second and a half. Yeah, because that whole segment was like yeah, it took a no couple time seconds. Yeah, it took no time at all. But I, with my mongoose <laughs> eyes, with my mongoose eyes. You saw them having a chat? I did. Oh, I boy. saw them having a chat down the corridor. And what's funny is, is that as Vince McMahon is walking, The Rock turns and looks at Vince and sees that the camera's behind him. And they must have, like, cut right away because yes. somebody must have been like, shit. <laughs> <laughs> And, and I'm glad you, you went in that direction because for a second I thought you had like some crazy ass conspiracy. <laughs> and I'm like, where the fuck is he going no, with this? I'm like, no. what, what conspiracy might he have? Okay, Fabe. Okay, okay. Listen, that died years ago. It was a delicious botch that, and I enjoyed it. That, so. that died years ago. Yes. I enjoyed it so. So, match number six. The tag team championships are on the line as the new age outlaws. Sucker. Yeah. Taking on the big bossy man and Ken Shamrock. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Corporate Michaels. 
corporate Shawn Michaels. We are having a double dose of him right now mm-hmm. because he's accompanying Ken Shamrock and, uh, and Big Boss Man to the ring. It's weird to see. It's weird to see Commissioner Michaels. It's weird to see a corporate Shawn Michaels. But he plays the role so well, he though. He plays it beautifully, like, especially it in this great. match. Yeah. Especially in this match. But it was just so odd to see. Like, to see Shawn Michaels in a suit and tie. Yeah, at first, but then, like, like when I watched the Raw before this and mm. this, like, he plays it so well that you're just like, oh, okay, yeah, I guess. Yeah. Uh, Ken Shamrock and the Boss Man are getting quite the push at this time because, as we know, Big Boss Man is currently the hardcore champion. Yeah. Well, they're part of the corporation, right? So Yes, and Ken Jamrock is still the Intercontinental Champion, and mm. they are now going after the Tag Team Championships. Mm. Uh, yes. Uh, Wait, did Ken come out with the Intercontinental Championship? Ken? Yeah. Yes. Did he? Yeah. I didn't notice. I believe so. Okay. Yes. Uh, Shamrock and the Road Dogs started off with uh, good wrestling things, as usual. Mm-hmm. Uh, Big Boss Man and Billy Gunn have their uh, hard time uh, working together at the moment <laughs> as, as they get in there and try to tie up and, and do some things. They kind of fuck up, but they save it. They save it pretty quickly. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> a double backdrop by the outlaws. Send the heels powdering. Road Dog with a shuffle and the elbow. A little bit of the shake, <laughs> rattle, and roll, you know? <laughs> Beautiful stuff. Hell of a hip toss by Shamrock to Billy Gunn. Yeah, okay. get some real air in that one, and then I, uh, I, I have a, I have a look away from the television screen. I have a little sip of water. I come back, and um, things have changed, and all of a sudden, it's a flea by Billy Gunn. <laughs> Wait, how long was that? And it was like four seconds. <laughs> I don't know, man. And then it's Ken Shamrock with a belly to belly. Mm-hmm. Like things are just flying by at yeah. like, a great pace. A splash in the corner by Big Boss Man, who was tagged in. A ground and pound control on the Road Dog. And here is where Road Dog gets like worn down exponentially throughout this match. Yeah, because like most New Age Outlaw matches, he's the one that takes the big yes. beatings before, you know, uh, Mr. Ass comes in. Mm-hmm. And the big hot tag, yes. <laughs> yeah. Because uh, Shamrock gets tagged in, continues the attack, you know, slide out attack by Billy And Shawn Michael the whole time is just walking around the ring with the yes. nightstick. Yeah, <laughs> just, he's got yeah. the nightstick. He, he's doing excellent heel work at this moment, you know, like he's poking Road mm-hmm. Dog. Mm-hmm. He's trying to see if he's still alive. He kisses him on the forehead at one point. He's like, oh, Road Dog, I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Bill, Do- uh, Bill, Bill Dog, Billy Gunn has had enough, screams, you suck, at the top of his lungs at one point, gets a pop there. Um, uh, boss Man gets backdropped over the top rope mm-hmm. by the Road Dog, um, but Road Dog is still in no man's land. He's in the heel corner on the outside. He's getting triple teamed. It's like a three-on-one. It's an assault. My yeah, God. Listen, it's a corporation. Uh, yes, it's fantastic. They can do whatever they want. Yes, <laughs> but finally, finally, after maybe a good solid six, seven, eight minutes of just wearing on the bulldog, uh, 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 Road Dog, he gets a hot tag to Billy Gunn, who mm. is a house of motherfudging fire. <laughs> yes. But it is quickly cut short mm-hmm. as a Hurricane Rana attempt is uh is turned into a power bomb yes uh after a while billy gunn he goes for the pin yes but sean michaels pulls the ref out 
Billy Gunn then goes to uh, for a suplex. Mm-hmm. Sean holds onto his uh, ankle yeah. and Ken drops on top of him. Yeah. Uh, which I always hate that spot, but mm. you know. Uh, that looks to be the end. Yeah. Yes. Looks to be the end, but it turns out no, sir. As uh, HBK tries to cost them the match again, Billy switches it up, rolls them up, and retains the tag team titles. I found that to be a bit of a weird finish. It was super fucking weird. It was. It was like, weird. The second, the second that they did the suplex spot where Ken falls on top of Billy Gunn, mm-hmm. like, I'm, I've never been a fan of that of that spot, so I was like, all right, here comes some shenanigans. Yes. But then, like, almost immediately, Billy Gunn reverses it, rolls him up, and uh, and it's just like, yeah, that's it. Yeah. yeah. Like, <laughs> Very weird. Yeah. The New Age Outlaws have done this a couple of times now. Yeah. Uh, Survivor we've, Series. We've reviewed it. Yeah. yeah. Capital Car- like, it's just been weird. Yeah. Sometimes, so- sometimes it works, but sorry, Loudhouse Cars. <laughs> Some sometimes it works. Yeah, like a flash finish sometimes is, is just what a match needs. Mm-hmm. But I feel like with the New Age Outlaws, they do it too much, mm-hmm. and then sometimes you're just like, was it a botch? Yeah, was it meant to happen? Yeah, so yeah, because it did look a little sloppy. Yeah, it yeah, did yeah. Look sloppy. But then it's least. like, is is that like a legit botch? Botch or is mm-hmm. the move just a slot? Like, did they just perform it? Sloppily. Sloppily. Yeah, <laughs> you know? And uh, I think in this case, it was the latter. The latter. <laughs> Just sloppy um, nonsense. Yeah, and then Shawn Michaels is in the ring, and he's kicking and screaming. He's yeah. like, gosh darn it. Gosh diddly darn it. <laughs> How could this have happened? <clears throat> Match number seven. For the WWF Championship, it is The Rock defending his championship against... Mankind. Yep. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. As The Rock comes out, I realize that the people still don't really seem to be willing to boo The Rock just yet. Because he gets a pretty, he gets a reaction, he gets a pretty positive reaction overall. Yeah, because he's like one of the most popular people in the company. Like, yeah. you can't just turn him here and expect everyone to just be like, yeah. oh, okay. Like, he's so cool. It's like the, the whole Becky Lynch thing going on mm. right now, where it's like, it doesn't matter what you, unless you make them like punt a baby. Yes, they're not gonna fucking boo these people. Yes, um, yeah. So they're they're in the ring, uh, and um, it seems like the contract will be you know yeah destroyed, and and it'll be ruled a no contest yeah. if Mister McMahon says that mankind did not say I quit on his knees. Yeah, on mankind. His knees. Came down with the piece of paper, ready to tear it up, and mm-hmm. he's like, "Hey, all you have to do is say I didn't quit yeah. on your knees." <laughs> <laughs> like, he wants Mister McMahon on his knees. Because the funny, sorry, the funny part about that mm-hmm. though is that <laughs> Vince was willing to say it. He was about. He was like, "Oh, yeah. that's it. Sure, I'll say." It. And then he just added that little. He's yeah. like. Get on your knees, yeah, Vince. And Vince was like, wait, whoa, wait what? Wait a minute. What the fuck? Wait a minute. <laughs> so seeing Vince's reaction to that was yeah. fucking hilarious because he was totally on board. He's like, yeah, yeah that's totally doable. I can say that. Yeah. I and, won't mean it, but yeah. I'll say it. <laughs> and then he's like, no, no, no. On, on your knees. knees. You could just see Vince's yeah. face. Just so he's like, no, God, no, 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 I won't do that. And so Vince says, you know, that um, he... Might not have heard it himself, yeah. but The Rock says that you said I quit, 
and that's damn well good enough for me. <laughs> and and he was getting like he was progressively getting angrier <laughs> and angrier as he was like saying it because he's like you know maybe you didn't say it like that but you know what and like he just kept getting angry to the point he's like the rock said it and that's good enough for me god damn it and therefore mankind rips up the contract and throws it up in the air and that's that's it the rock with a blind sided attack yep. and we are on yep we, we got uh Rock hits him from the back, but mankind reverses it, mm -hmm. starts fucking wailing on, on on the rock. Yep. The rock gets tossed into the steel steps. Mm -hmm. uh, mankind then uses the steel steps on yep. the rock. Uh, lacks rules tonight, it seems. But then as soon as I say that, as mankind continues to beat on that rock ass, <laughs> Vince McMahon grabs the, uh, grabs the microphone and says, you will DQ this man if he does anything else like that. Yeah. Okay. Okay, you must DQ this man. He basically he gave the DQ rule. He gave the power to the ref to DQ him. Not not only for that, but anything that he might deem yeah. an act that's too aggressive. Yeah, exactly. he could just DQ him whenever he wants. Yeah. And Michael Cole says, "What are you doing? You're making up the rules as you go along." Like, no, he's not. A DQ is a rule in a <laughs> WWE championship match. He's just enforcing it. <laughs> But whatever. The Rock takes control. Uh, choke with the cord. Suplex yep. on the floor by The Rock. My goodness. But uh, back into the ring, Mankind hits a baseball slide on The Rock. Un uh, unbelievable. Yep. The, the Rock is leaning on the announce table. Uh, Mankind's about to go up to, to, to take the splash. Yes. Shane holds on to his foot. Yes. And gives him time, gives the rock time to go up there and just fucking pulls him. Good lord. He pulls him off the second turnbuckle. Why does and he go so hard against mankind? mankind? Yeah, because mankind thuds. Like Jesus. it's a thud, a gross, dirty thud onto the outside. The on rock the floor. Had, had to have something against mankind. I don't know. Jeez. I don't know because this is what mankind does. Mankind puts himself yeah, through I, this shit. But I feel like The Rock always took it like that extra. He did. He did. He it's didn't like, hold back. By it's like means. mankind was like gave him a green light, and he's like, "Oh, okay." Yeah. Uh, the Rock gets on the announce headset and starts talking some smack. Yep. Fantastic. Always entertaining. He, always funny. He spits water in, man, in mankind's face. Yes, he does. And then mankind uh, fights back, starts brawling onto the announce table. Uh, <laughs> one thing is that Jerry the King Lawler is like, can I get a half hour oh, on yeah. that? And Rock <laughs> says, no, I'll give you a smack across the lips. Uh, yeah, and that's when mankind takes a bit of control. Um, <laughs> a DDT on the chair yeah. outside. Yeah, because uh, Mankind was going to use the chair, but because Vince is like, hey, this yeah. is a no DQ You'll match. Get... You'll get disqualified. Because <laughs> this is you just a normal. Disqualified. Like, I've never said this was a hardcore match. So <laughs> the ref stops Mankind from using the chair. Yes. But The Rock reverses it and gives him a DDT on mm -hmm. the chair. Yes, yes, indeed. Uh, yeah, back into the ring, we get the corporate elbow. Yep. Yes, but it's a near fall. Unbelievable it's stuff. Just the elbow drop. It was <laughs> yes, just an elbow drop, but it's the corporate elbow. It's no longer the people's elbow. It's the corporate elbow. 
And it's no longer the people's eyebrow. It's the corporate eyebrow. Get it right, man. One side's the people. Yeah. One side's the corporate. Mm-hmm. Yes, mankind is fighting back now. It's a clothesline in the near fall, a leg drop in a near fall. Mm-hmm. Mankind is putting everything on it. Uh, but Vince McMahon is saying, you know, like, DQ this man. Yep. DQ this man for excessive roughness. Uh, and so mankind's response to this was to power drive Mike Yoda. <laughs> He power drives the ref, and then he goes and beats up the timekeeper. Beats down the timekeeper. To make sure that no one can stop this fucking no, match. No one's going to ring this bell. Um, He's chasing after Vince, but The Rock hits him with a, with a steel chair. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then quickly follows up with The Rock Batam mm-hmm. back into the ring, but there is no referee. So Shane McMahon comes up with the brilliant idea to bring in the belt. As yeah. The Rock holds up Mankind, but Mankind ducks and Shane McMahon nails The Rock. And now we have a replacement referee as Mankind gets the cover, but it's a near fall. That ref came out of nowhere. I didn't see him run or anything. My God, the crazy. crowd is freaking wild yep. at this point. A double arm DDT Mankind signature, but still a near fall. Socko is out and locked in on The Rock. Who passes out? The bell rings. But but in comes Vince, and he gets on the mic and says, you can only win <laughs> by pinfall or submission. Mm-hmm. And since Rock didn't tap, and he kind of... didn't say, I quit. Very important. He did the not Rock, say, I quit the either. Rock is still champ. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Mankind then gives the mandible claw to Vince McMahon, mm. uh, then gets, <laughs> then gives it to Shane. Mankind is assaulting the corporate team until Ken Shamrock and the big mouse man come out and attack. I was thinking that the DX were going to make a save, but apparently not. No. Nope. No, no. The Rock just stands tall. Because it's weird, because this, this feud feels like it also involves DX, but mm-hmm. they never really put DX in. In the, I'm not sure if later on they will. Yeah. But for right now, as we're watching it like live, yeah. it always seems like they're one foot in, one foot out with yes. with DX yeah. and this feud. They're definitely key, like they're creeping in, mm-hmm. like they're mm-hmm. they're creeping them in. And in our next episode that we're gonna do, yeah, they're gonna be featured quite yeah. heavily. Yeah. Uh, yes, but it is time for the main event. It's odd that The Rock is not the main event of his own show. Yeah, but it's like. <laughs> But that's that's the happen. That's what happens when you book yourself into a corner. Like mm-hmm. when you book a great uh, a buried alive match, you can't really put anything yeah. else yeah. after that. That's fair. Yeah, that's fair. But uh, yes, it is the main event. It is the buried alive match with Stone Cold Steve Austin taking on the Undertaker. Austin's spot in the Royal Rumble is on the line. You know, because mm. if he gets buried alive, he's dead, presumably. <laughs> <laughs> Holy fuck. <laughs> How come I've never thought of that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Makes you think, doesn't it? I've never thought of that. <laughs> of course it's for his fucking spot. He's going to die. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. That's that's. That's this is why you're this is why you're here. This is why I'm here. This is why I'm here, man. Uh, the Undertaker. 
comes out first. Oh my god. <laughs> That's funny as fuck. Yeah, the okay. Undertaker comes out first, and I will never not be sucked into an Undertaker entrance. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. Even when I know that the match might not be particularly great. Mm-hmm. Anytime that the Undertaker is coming out, I'm sucked right in. When you hear that keep rolling, rolling, rolling. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, they meet at the top of the ramp. Yeah, wasting uh, no time. Yeah, The yeah. Undertaker and Austin. Uh, it's a staple. That's mm. how they pretty much start off any match <laughs> that they've ever had. Um, this match, as Michael Cole says, is not for careers, but for lives. Yeah. Yes. Indeed. Um, there's one thing that happens throughout this whole fucking match. Uh-uh. I'm not sure if you caught it. Mm. But for some reason, Michael Cole and Jerry the King Lawler, yes, every like what, like five minutes, they'll they'll look at each other and just be like, "Hey, King, can you imagine if your life was on the line <laughs> or like, like something in that sense?" Mm-hmm. And you know, the King will be like, "No, because why would I imagine that?" And then you know, some time will go by, and then the King will look at Michael Cole and be like, "Michael Cole, can you imagine?" <laughs> Someone trying to bury you alive, and they—I'm not sure if you noticed that—but they did that like four over over fucking again. times. Yes, and that—that that was driving me crazy. <laughs> Every like five minutes, I'll be like, "Can you imagine? Someone's trying to kill you." <laughs> and then, if they had a proper dialogue, whatever. But their answer was always like, "No, I couldn't imagine that." Yeah, but they would keep asking the same fucking question. <laughs> so the thing about this match is. Okay, is that when I went into this, I knew that it was going to be a match predominantly of punches and kicks. Yeah, yeah. Go over here, punch and kick. Go over here, punch and kick. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, okay, that's on paper, that sounds really fucking boring. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. So I was like, okay, so let me analyze this because buried alive matches, Austin, Undertaker, kind of limited in what they can do. Austin is not willing to do anything, you know, head worthy and neck. Yeah. Yeah. So he's more of a brawler. So I was like, okay, so let's talk about the psychology of this match because mm. trying to do like a blow by blow that we usually do doesn't make any sense in this case. Because I was struggling to find yeah. like points because mostly punch, punch, kick, kick. Yeah. yeah. A head into guardrail. Fight on the dirt. (laughs) (laughs) So I was like, okay, the psychology of this match is the big brawler versus the small brawler. Mm -hmm. That's what I considered. And so when I went into that mindset, I started looking at the match quite differently. Mm -hmm. And I noticed that whenever Stone Cold Steve Austin is trying to get the advantage, he's working a body part, he's doing all that typical stuff, yeah, yeah. but he's also using the environment to his advantage. So whenever he uses a weapon of some sort, it's in order to chip away at the Undertaker. Mm-hmm. So like he'll use the steel post, like he, he drives him into the, you know, in the peen into the steps, yeah, yeah. works the leg off the post and all of that stuff, right? Meanwhile, The Undertaker, whenever he uses any type of environmental thing, it's to just issue damage. So it's just used as a heel-type maneuver. So he uses the guardrail and choking him with the guardrail and all that stuff. And and so I was like, oh, okay. So there is like a psychology to this punch-and-kick mentality because Austin is using it to wear down the big man while the big man is just using it to inflict damage. Yeah, and that's why, like, 
that's why wrestling is so interesting, especially when you start getting into the different styles, right? Mm-hmm. I feel like nowadays wrestling is more like you should be able to do all styles. Yeah. Like if you look at wrestling now, like you should be able to, to do high fly moves. You should be able to do brawler. You should yeah. be able to do technician, everything. Mm-hmm. But back in the days, you picked one thing and that was your thing. Yeah. So like when two brawlers were, were going at it, they had, you know, their own mentality that they would go into if you were a mid-carder, if you were an opener, if you were a high flyer and all that shit, yeah. right? So it's always interesting. That's why I love 80s wrestling. That's why I love yes. early 90s wrestling because yeah. there was like a deeper – there was a deeper match within the match, right? Exactly. Instead yeah. of like today's type of thing where it's like you should be able to do all of these things. So it's 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 always interesting as well when you get to see – two guys that use the same style going up against each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It made the match a lot more enjoyable for me because mm-hmm. I was looking at it from a psychology standpoint, not from a match quality standpoint. Yeah. Because, yeah, as we say, it punches and kicks. It's using a couple of weapons here and there. Mm-hmm. It's choking. It's like not, it's not spectacular by any means, but yeah. this idea of trying to chop down the big man and trying to fight for your life by using anything and by any means necessary made for a much more interesting uh, situation here. And and the thing too with with this match is like, I feel like they had to work like extra hard to win over the fans because Mm -hmm. if you follow wrestling, even the slightest, you know, Stone Cold's winning this match. Yeah. Because he's not a, a, a wizard. Yeah. He's not a he's not a dead man. He's not a dead man. He, so yeah. if he does get put in the grave, how do you write around that? Yeah. Right? yeah. So Taker has to lose. And I'm pretty sure everyone coming into this pay-per-view realizes this. Yeah. That so you know they had to go that extra mile with 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 their punches and kicks mm-hmm. and being like, you know, we actually have to put on a semi-decent match no. to get people at least be like, hey, we saw a good match, Certainly. which I think they did. Yes, yeah. I believe they did. Uh, at one point, uh, The Undertaker and uh, Austin are battling on the announce table mm-hmm. uh, in the announce table area by the Spanish team. The uh, The Spanish team, they need to run, but yeah. they're trapped like rats. Is that racist? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> I don't know, but up at the grave, mm-hmm. up at the grave at one point, because there's a choke slam in the ring, there's a chair shot, mm-hmm. and then the Undertaker dragging Austin over to the grave site. They're both in the grave. They're both trying to pull each other into the grave. They're fighting around back and forth. And even that that grave sequence was yeah. the, the, the way they, they set that whole thing exactly. up, like the fighting. And I thought I was going to hate that part. Yeah. But it was pretty cool. It was compelling. It was compelling stuff. It was keeping my interest enough. Yeah. Right? So it was good. I liked it. They were up there. Uh, Austin eventually hits the stunner on The Undertaker and stuns him into the grave. Fantastic. But then Austin starts. He's got like a a two-wheeler, like a wheelbarrow, and he put some dirt in there, but it's not enough. It's not enough to bury the Undertaker. Austin realizes this, so he takes off to the back. He disappears. The Undertaker, you don't seem too pleased by what's coming up next. (laughs) This whole part, I was annoying as shit. The Undertaker gets out of the grave Mm -hmm. and manages, like, he's going for, like, a sneak attack of some sort. He, like, hides beyond the dirt with a shovel, (laughs) getting ready. And then all of a sudden, 
An explosion from the grave. Fire erupts from the grave. And came. It's coming. <laughs> Emerges from the grave and starts to brawl with the Undertaker. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So they're brawling. They're fighting around the grave. Austin, at this point, brings in a bulldozer. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And this and is where the match just for me, just spiraled out of fucking control. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, what the hell is going on at this point? So it spirals out of control. Uh, Kane manages to deliver a tombstone onto mm -hmm. The Undertaker, rolls him into the grave as Austin positions the bulldozer. There's somebody in the bulldozer that is supposed to supposed drop... Supposed to. Yes, that is supposed to seamlessly drop the... <laughs> Drop the dirt into the yeah. grave because the bulldozer comes in with already yes. some dirt in yes, it, right? Exactly. Yes, there seems to be a malfunction, however. Yes, <laughs> and this man cannot get oh, the bulldozer God. up because it's like it's a buried alive match, so it's like on yeah. a little hill. Yeah, and he can't get the bulldozer yeah. up the hill, he can't do it. Can't do it, and it malfunctions and you, forever. And you can see the the Stone Cold just yelling at this poor yeah. man. Yeah. And he finally gets the bulldozer above where Taker is, but then he can't open no. the little hatchet yeah. to drop the the can't dirt. Do that. And uh, as he's trying to figure this out, you can see Stone Cold grab a shovel yeah. and just start just fucking trying <laughs> to get this over with. And um. Yeah. Then they. It somehow manages to work. They drop yes. some dirt on it. Guess what? Not enough dirt. No. no. So now he has to try to pick up some dirt. Yes. And he can't. So can't he's just trying to like push the dirt forward. <laughs> and Stone Cold's trying to help him pushing the dirt forward. After a while, I think the timekeeper's like, fuck it. He's yeah. buried. Yeah, it, it's enough. <laughs> Bury him alive. Yeah. We finally have ourselves a winner. Yeah. Stone Cold Steve Austin secures his place in the Royal Rumble. <laughs> and he's 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 drinking beers. Drinking beers. While you in the background, the guy's still, <laughs> He's trying. still trying to put because they have on. a spot that they have to do. Yeah. So they're like, they all right, get through it. we gotta do it. <laughs> God, it was miserable. It was a miserable end to a pretty disappointing main event overall. Yeah. The story is fine. It was and, a decent match, but nothing to write home and about. And coming off of the mankind like coming yeah. off of back-to-back -back screwy finishes yes and then now we we're seeing this poor guy <laughs> struggle with a fucking yeah. bulldozer it's yeah. not the best way to end your your paper not at all um but yeah it was the second buried alive match ever um <laughs> my goodness wow but that was the show mm -hmm. i'm very glad that we are doing this round of 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 um, storyline because it's it's not just about the Rock versus Austin at WrestleMania 15. We know mm -hmm. where we're going with that, mm -hmm. but the idea that I really wanted to explore was both of their avenues to get there because yeah. it's not as if they're feuding back and forth for the title up until that point. They meet at WrestleMania. That is the meeting point. So it's 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 exciting to explore both of their pathways to get there. Yeah, because what I'm liking about this feud is that it starts off with both of them in the title picture at the mm -hmm. Survivor Series uh, thing. Um, and then 
Austin gets screwed out of his uh, of his title chance, and then The Rock ends up getting the title. So The Rock goes on to all this fame and all this yeah. glory and all this shit. And then you kind of see Stone Cold having to deal with Undertaker and you know scratch his way back up to the title picture. Exactly. So we know we're getting a title match. Yeah. But the fact that they're both going in like completely, like it feels almost like they're going in separate directions yeah. instead of them going yeah. to the same point. So exactly. that's really fucking yeah. cool. Because you have The Rock having this perfect, perfect foil mm-hmm. in Mankind. Yeah, It is the perfect opponent for him leading up to WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. While Austin has to deal with everything he's got yeah. to deal with undertaker soon he's got to deal with mcmahon soon he's got to deal with the corporation yeah. before he ever gets to the rock so it's, it's really nice to so see you, so you see him like fighting to get his royal rumble spot because you know unlike the rock his path to the title is a bit more shaky yeah so exactly. you know it's it's very very like this is this is such a cool feud to see because it's like we know where we're ending but mm-hmm. you know we're like in 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 what we're reviewing, we're like a couple months in. Yeah. And they haven't even looked each other in the eye yet. Yeah, exactly. Right? So so right? And that's, that's the really cool bit. That's what I've loved about this. And that made me really enjoy this show, mm-hmm. Rock Bottom. So without further ado, it is Match of the Night, Standout Star, and the overall show grade. Just John, what do you got for me? Uh, Well, overall show grade. I give it a three. A three? Yeah. Ah, yeah. Why is that? Um, again, screwy finishes. There was mm. nothing that really stood out. Mm. Um, the opening match was was decent. You know, the Jeff Jarrett stuff. That was more of like a, like, n- no disrespect to them. But that was more like a joke storyline <laughs> type of thing. Um, yes. You know, then you got the rock versus mankind which was fun mm-hmm. but the ending was also like ah so yeah just a, uh, i feel like it's a it's a good three all right it's a decent right. decent three out of five mm-hmm. uh standout star yes i would i would do mankind he was hilarious throughout this whole thing gotcha. yeah. and then he puts on a, a on a really good match yes this was really a mankind show for as much yeah. as it's built on the rock mankind got a ton of segments mm-hmm. he got the shine really good in that uh wwf title match mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. uh he, he told vince to get on his knees which was also funny he did yes, <laughs> yes he did um my match of the night your match that you probably hated the most ah. <laughs> job squad versus the brood wow uh, i think the only match that had what the cleanest of endings yes yeah, yeah. <laughs> um and it was also a fun match i mm-hmm. liked the, i liked the match two cold scorpion was amazing in it very everyone good. was great in it well all and right. that was my show ratings KJ Johnson. Yes. Uh, my match of the night will go to the Rock and Mankind, that Fair. WWF title. Um, I I liked the story told. Mm-hmm. I'm a man, as I as I grow older, I realize that <laughs> I am a guy that likes the story. Okay. I don't necessarily need to have a fantastic match. Okay. But if the story is good, 
if the story is excellent, I am all in no matter what. You're sucked in by the story. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And of course, if I see a great match, yeah, it's a great match. Fantastic. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but my story, I come from a story. Yeah, yeah. So The Rock and Mankind really won me over. I was really on the fence about uh, Owen Hart and Steve Blackman as well. Mm. I was loving that match, but the finish of that match, the count out, was what put it over the top for me as being like just too damp for me. Yeah, and that's that's my thing too. When I when I'm giving out like match of the night, like yes. I want to give it to these other matches, but it's like I need a clean finish yeah. or yeah. at least like something of a clean. Like don't yeah. just walk out the ring and be exactly. like, yeah, this is this is the end. Yeah, I felt with the Rock and Mankind, we at least had the pass out finish. Yeah. We had Mankind getting the visual victory, yeah. and it was very obviously a screw job. Mm-hmm. So, so that for me was like, oh, okay, it, it it sat better than would be a count out or a DQ. Yeah. Match. Um, as my standout star, though, I am giving it to Owen Hart because he had that hero's welcome. Okay. He had a great match out of Steve Blackman, in my opinion. Okay, and I think that was uh, like I love Owen Hart. And, who doesn't yeah right? and get to see a lot of owen hart but i always feel like i never see enough of owen hart yeah. you know like i go watch his matches all day because really he was like it. very prominent in the attitude era but yes. like when you like see them recapping it you hardly of, of course because of his passing but yeah i still feel like he should get a little bit more shine when when we speak about that that time Certainly. period right? yes yeah uh so yeah owen hart gets it for me because he pulled a great match out of steve blackman for mm. the most part as much as the rock and mankind had a good story element mm. owen hart impressed me um and the overall show grade for me i really enjoyed the show i'm giving it a four out of five fair enough fair a enough. lame finish a lame finish with the austin undertaker uh, oh, yeah. but that was due mainly to malfunction outside sources i can't knock it too much yeah, yeah, yeah. and i did enjoy the story element once I started thinking about it like that. Yeah. No, you blew my fucking mind with the whole (laughs) Royal Rumble shit. Yeah. Like, I've never once, like, I've always like, yeah, they're fighting for the spot at the thing, but never really, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It never really, really dawned on me. Like, yeah, whoever loses is kayfabe dead. Dead. (laughs) (laughs) So At least for the moment. So, yeah, thinking about it like that was really, really fucking cool. Yes, yeah. and the and the brawling element and doing the big man brawler, little man brawler. Yeah, it made for a, an entertaining time. But the overall show, I had a blast with. Mm-hmm. Uh, thoroughly enjoyed it. I think also too, having watched Raw, that helps made it a me lot. very, yeah. very, very hyped yeah. for the actual show itself. That was what really put it over that the top for me. That was a good, good go home episode. Of it was. Raw. It was yeah. great, especially with Austin being crucified. Mm-hmm. The New Age Outlaw there, yeah. like backside. Even though like it didn't play too much of a part with this, but it's setting up the seeds for whatever DX and the corporation are going to be doing in the future. Exactly. Yeah. And that is how you do a goddamn go home episode. <laughs> exactly. Right? <laughs> fucking current WWE, current AEW for that matter, take some fucking notes, okay? You want a good go home angle to make me buy the pay per view? Fucking crucify MJF. <laughs> <laughs> No, now every go home episode now is basically like 
all the people are going to be tagging yeah. now. And... Oh, they're going to be there. Buy the pay-per-view. They're going to be there. Like, no, yeah. give me some stakes. Make it personal. Like, continue <laughs> telling me the story. Like, yeah. It doesn't have to end at the fucking pay-per-view. Like... And how many plates were spinning? Mm-hmm. You had the Outlaws. You had Austin and Undertaker. You had mm-hmm. Mankind and The Rock. You yeah. had, like, the Jeff Jarrett and Goldust got two segments on and, that show. And rewatching the show back as well like the go home show yeah it's about the same time as raw is now yeah but it seemed like a fucking breeze to get through exactly like there's so much stuff going on but it didn't feel cluttered like aew does yes where like everyone still got their own intro everyone mm-hmm. like everyone was able to do their thing but it didn't feel boring like modern raw is my god like it was the perfect fucking mix like everyone got time to shine perfect perfect and that's what i love about this kind of um this time period of the Mm. attitude era there's more parts in the and attitude era really uh goes through an evolution especially in the year 2000 2001 Mm -hmm. where it it does change from what 1998 99 is and i think 1998 and 1999 are are really like that is your golden period, in yeah. my opinion. Um, I think a lot of people remember it from the late 2000s. Not yeah. late 2000s, but like yeah. mid 2000s. Because, yeah, you have the Hardy Boys. You have Edge yeah. and Christian. You have the Dudleys. You have Rock and Triple H. Yeah, it's a bolstered fucking thing. Yeah. Kurt Angle. But, yeah, something about 98, 99. Because the, the Attitude Era is, is a tricky... That's why you when you go on social media, you see people going back and forth that it was great that it wasn't that yeah because it's it's a very tricky where like the first two three years were gangbusters yeah. it was great 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 programming and then the the last couple years because it was mixed with the incoming of the pg era it was kind of yeah. like 50 50 and then that middle spot wasn't the greatest so no. but yeah if you look at those early early years it's like there's no doubt that that's one of the best eras in wrestling like Indeed. even if you you see by the ratings it's like you know i was even watching uh i was watching a one youtuber i forgot his name and he was telling the story of william regal and owen hart appearing at this gaming award mm-hmm. show and they basically were saying like yeah the only reason they were there is cuz the ratings were so fucking high yeah. That like every TV show is just like, yeah, who do you have? Them. Yeah, like we who do you them. have? Bring a yeah. let us use them for anything, right? Yeah. That's why Austin was on the TV guide. That's exactly. why the merchandise sales you couldn't keep the shelf. Exactly. Like, that, like, the shelves full. Exactly. So that that meta era, like it got a little, you know, they tried to do a little bit too much. Yeah. But yeah, that, <laughs> exactly. And I think when WCW was really starting to lose steam, so did the wrestling business as a whole. Yeah. Because when WWE was just killing it, killing it, killing it, yeah, WWE's killing it. You could tune in. You're, you're going to have something great. But the overall dynamic of, like, anything can happen. Anyone can go anywhere. But then when both shows nice. started getting silly and started, yeah. like... They tried to do a bit too much. They yeah. got a bit, a bit too cocky. Got a bit too big for the britches, <laughs> yep. and that's what happened. Uh, but yeah, that was rock bottom. The next stop on the list, we're doing a very slight stopgap before we head to the Royal Rumble 99. What we're doing is the January 4th, 1999 episode of Monday Night Raw. The day that the tide turned in the Monday Night War forever. It was the day that Raw won 
and never lost again. The title change. I mean, spoiler. <laughs> oh, damn, I was change, looking forward to that. Yeah, of The Rock and Mankind on Raw, Mankind wins the championship for the very first time. Yep. It was a gigantic episode, probably one of the most, or at least one of the most pivotal points in Raw's history, one of the most important Raw's we're going to be reviewing about. Get ready for the tears. Have you ever watched that episode of raw i've watched the main event uh-huh. of raw. yeah mm. i've never watched that episode uh, yeah. well there is a lot of crap on that episode oh of raw. like there is some craziness wild shit if you thought the go home angle uh or the go home show of rock bottom was big jesus christ son <laughs> you have no idea what we're getting into oh, i'm i'm hyped i'm yes. hyped. i've i've remember watching the the match yes but never the whole show so oh. i'm looking forward to see how they set and never before have i watched this that the match with context with context yes. right? so this is going to be very very interesting yes yeah. indeed so yes the january 4th raw it's going to be so important uh so interesting to dig our teeth into that bit uh looking forward to it but until then that's next week uh but thank you very much for tuning in to this episode of the Colossal Tassel Podcast. Oh, yes. You can follow us on Twitter at... At Colossal Tussle one on YouTube at The Colossal Tussle as well. Indeed. And now our podcast is growing. We can, you can find us on Spotify, mm-hmm. but you can also find us on Stitcher, Amazon Prime, and Audible. Oh, yes, indeed. And we're working on Apple for all you Apple fans. We are working on Apple. Hopefully in the next couple of weeks, we get that that going. Certainly. So as we continue to grow, you can follow us on multiple platforms, whatever tickles your fancy, whatever you use most. Share us around. Tell your friends about us if you've enjoyed what we're doing, because we certainly have enjoyed what we're doing, especially this season so far. Um, Yeah, that was a great time. No alcohol required. (laughs) Thank you so much for tuning in, and we will be seeing you next week. Until then, we are out. Do you smell what the rock is cooking? The rock says, the rock says, the rock says, the rock says. The rock says, the rock says, know your damn role.